Good morning. Uh, the New Testament reading is taken from Revelation chapter 5. And in fact, we're going to read the whole chapter this morning. So that's Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on a throne a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing, as though it had been slain, with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne, and when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. And then I looked, and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and blessing and I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever and the four living creatures said Amen and the elders fell down and worshipped Good morning everyone, I hope you're doing well. We've got a fantastic Bible passage to look at this morning. Uh, I found it really helpful and challenging as I've prepared over the past week. But I wonder how you felt as it was read out earlier. Uh, you see this book of Revelation can seem uh, strange, difficult, uh, a bit weird, uh, even if we're fairly used to reading our Bibles. Uh, but especially so if the Bible is new to you. Uh, it's full of vivid imagery, uh, but let me reassure you that uh, uh, it's not there to confuse us uh, or because the author uh, just loves poetic language. Uh, it's there to teach us truths that are so big uh, that in many ways this is the best way for us to, to grasp them. Uh, it paints a picture of real truth. Uh, some of it is about the future, uh, but it's also about things that have already begun. And it's like pulling back the curtain uh, to see what's really going on behind the scenes in the universe. And this passage today can give us hope of a rescue in the face of all the challenges there are at the moment. 
and it gives us a picture of how we respond to that rescue. Uh, but before we grapple with uh, what it all means, let's pray that God would help us to understand it. Let's bow our heads. Father God, you tell us that all scripture is breathed out by you and is useful for teaching and correcting and training in righteousness. Please use this part of your word to do that today. Speak to us and help us to listen to what you have to say. In Jesus' name. Amen. Last week in chapter four, uh, we saw that John, the author, has been given a heavenly vision of God. Uh, you might be able to remember the picture. God is seated on uh, his throne, surrounded by creatures and people worshipping him. Uh, and this week we start with that same picture, but we're told that in God's mighty right hand, there is a scroll. There's writing on both the inside and outside, and it's sealed with seven seals. And here's the big question we're presented with. Verse 2 a mighty angel proclaims in a loud voice, uh, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? Uh, and we find out from the rest of the book that this scroll represents God's plan to fix a broken world. So who is worthy to open it? Before we go any further, uh, let me ask you, uh, who do you think would be worthy of that great honour? Or to put it another way, uh, who do you pin your hopes on? Because in many ways, it feels like we're in need of someone at the moment, doesn't it? Uh, it's hard to know uh, what's going on in the world. It's one thing after another. Uh, we were worried about the, the climate crisis and then we're hit with a pandemic. Uh, we're in lockdown, but the issue of racial injustice has come to the fore and there are protests. Uh, we're told it's the worst economic recession since the war and we worry about uh, folks losing jobs. Or there's the humanitarian crisis in the Yemen, which you might not have even heard about. And let me ask you, who are you pinning, who are you pinning your hopes on to fix those problems? Who is it? Uh, is it big charities like UNICEF or Tear Fund uh, who do so much good but are still overwhelmed? Is it politicians? or world leaders, uh, but even the best of them, uh, not to mention the worst, uh, frustrate us, don't they? Uh, is it philanthropists like Bill Gates throwing billions of dollars at problems and yet only really scratching the surface? Or are you pinning your hopes on yourself, uh, hoping you can at least thrive in your own little bubble? But as we were reminded of in 1 Corinthians a few weeks ago, uh, we're still going to be beaten by death in the end. We so easily pin our hopes on ourselves uh, or a person or movement, uh, but none of them offer true hope in the face of the problems in this world, do they? And it can leave us feeling pretty hopeless. Okay, uh, it's not an encouraging start to a sermon, is it? Uh, but we need to see uh, that that is just how the author, John, feels at the start of this passage. Uh, in the face of that big question, uh, the question is asked, who is worthy to open the scroll? And we're told that no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll. And when John realises that in verse 4, 
He began to weep loudly. He's deeply distressed. You see, the root of all our problems isn't imperfect leaders or whatever else uh, we want to blame. Uh, It's our sin. Uh, The way that we've turned our backs on the creator of the universe, uh, the one who made us and knows what's best for us. Uh, And because of our sin, uh, this world is fallen. Uh, Romans 8 verse 22 tells us that all creation groans under the consequences of our sin. Uh, It infects everything. And so whenever we feel concerned about the world, uh, anytime there's a problem or situation uh, where we are moved to tears uh, or we cry, uh, or we we cry out in anger, uh, at injustice, uh, we are expressing pain at this fallen world. Uh, we're, We're crying out for it to be restored. And this scroll is God's plan to make right a sinful fallen world Uh, and if it isn't opened there won't be any restoration Uh, it's a terrible situation Uh, john realizes that without someone to open the scroll there's no end to pain Uh, there's no way through death there's no justice there is no hope but thankfully that is not the end john is weeping uh, and we get this beautiful picture of one of the elders uh, saying these fantastic words to him weep no more behold the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals john can stop weeping uh, because there is one who is worthy in fact god has promised uh, god had promised that there would be someone all along i uh, were told that This person is the lion of the tribe of Judah and the root of David. Uh, That might not mean a lot to you, uh, but right back in the book of Genesis, Jacob, Judah's dad, blesses him and prophesies that one of his descendants will rule the earth. And King David was also of the tribe of Judah. And King David was also promised that there would be a Messiah, a promised king in his family line, who would reign forever. Now, the lion uh, was regarded as the the king of beasts, uh, and and rightly so. And so this person in the line of Judah uh, would be the lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, He would be the king of everything. Uh, He would be majestic and glorious and powerful. Which is why both Matthew and Luke's Gospels have big, long genealogies, uh, which can feel hard to read, uh, but they trace Jesus's family history and show that he, Jesus, is of the tribe of Judah. He is that promised king. Uh, He is the one who will bring hope. He is worthy. Now that begs the question, why is Jesus worthy? Uh, when everyone else is not worthy. Uh, And we see here that it's because he is both the lion and the lamb. Uh, That needs some explanation. Uh, So take a look at verse six. Let me read it. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, uh, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. 
And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. The shock is that this majestic, powerful, glorious lion is a lamb. And not just any lamb, a slain lamb. Jesus walked the earth and he showed himself to be a lion. Uh, He calmed storms with a word. He performed miracles. Uh, Crowds followed him. Uh, He rode into Jerusalem as the coming king with people shouting praises. But only days later, he was led like a lamb to the slaughter. Every morning and evening in the Jewish temple, uh, a lamb was sacrificed for the sins of the people. But it was imperfect. It couldn't deal fully with the problem of sin. But Jesus was the perfect, sinless, sacrificial lamb. Power is so often used for self-interest, isn't it? But there is something so attractive about power used with humility and for the good of others. And Jesus is the most incredible example of that because he's the lion and the lamb. He's the king and yet he's a servant. He's the son of God, and yet he's willing to lower himself and give his life for us. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. Uh, He died on the cross in our place. He took our punishment and shame on himself, all because he loves us. How do you respond to that? Uh, We'll have a look at what happens in the passage. Uh, Jesus has shown himself to be worthy. He takes the scroll and everyone bursts into celebration. Uh, Verse 8, And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of insects, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you, to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God and they shall reign on the earth. And they burst into celebration, don't they? They're singing and worshipping Jesus. It's such good news. You probably remember that uh, cave rescue in Thailand back in 2018 uh, where there was a boys football team trapped three kilometres into a flooded cave system. Uh, They were there for 17 days and it felt like a a mission impossible uh, to get them out. Uh, But amazingly uh, the rescuers uh, managed it Uh, and I wonder if you saw the video when the parents of the boys who had been rescued uh, finally met the rescuers. Uh, It's a, a great little video. Uh, They were beaming with joy, uh, holding back tears, uh, celebrating, uh, applauding the rescuers uh, and and hugging them. Uh, The rescuers were their heroes uh, and I bet uh, those parents would have done anything for those rescuers. Uh, They were so thankful. But even that, even that is nothing compared to what Jesus has done for us. Uh, The elders sing, by his blood, he has ransomed people from every tribe and tongue and nation. Uh, On the cross, 
He rescued sinners and he made them into a kingdom of priests. I mean, he's made them royalty before God's a privileged people in God's presence. And any one of us, uh, whatever our background, can become privileged people before God. Uh, we can become part of God's family and have the amazing hope of a restored world. And the way that we do that, uh, the way that we take hold of that rescue is by joining in with this song uh, that's there in verse 12. Uh, now you might not like singing, uh, but what I mean is, uh, can you join in saying uh, these things and mean it? Verse 12, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and blessing. Now this huge crowd is saying, Jesus deserves all the power and wealth and strength. He deserves all the glory. He can have it all. Uh, give him everything. He's worthy of it because he is the lion and the lamb. And then the creatures at the end of the song say, Amen, meaning I agree. And the question is, do you want to join in with that song. Uh, can you say, Amen, I agree? Because we all have a choice to make. Uh, on the one hand, we can ignore Jesus. Uh, but if that's you, you need to recognise that without Jesus, uh, there is no hope, as we talked about at the start. Uh, no one can solve the problem of sin uh, no one else can take us through death and out the other side. But the other choice is that we can run to Jesus and shelter in his rescue on the cross and join in saying, you are worthy, Jesus, you can have my all. And if you've never done that before, uh, maybe today uh, is the day to do that for the first time. And what will that look like? Uh, well, if we've really understood what Jesus has, has done, uh, then we'll want to celebrate uh, like the parents of those boys uh, rescued from the cave uh, and like the, the, the creatures and people in this passage, uh, because there is hope in the, the face of our sinfulness and this broken world. Uh, there is someone worthy, someone who will bring restoration. Uh, that is something to celebrate uh, and, in a minute, we're going to listen to a fantastic song uh, which will help us to express our praise. But it's not just celebrating uh, a fantastic victory. Uh, I bet every morning uh, those parents wake up and see their boys and they're so thankful for those rescuers each and every day. And Jesus' victory makes a difference every morning when we wake up. Uh, it's saying every day, uh, thank you, Jesus. You deserve all the glory. Uh, I give you everything. Uh, it's total devotion to the lamb who was slain. So let me ask you, uh, can you say those words? Uh, or do we still want to hold things back? Uh, maybe there are parts of our lives where we 
we don't want to give power and control and glory. Uh, maybe it's with our time, uh, not wanting to use it to, to serve Jesus. Maybe it's our wallets. Uh, maybe it's the conversations we have at work or at the school gates uh, where we, we worry more about us looking good than about giving Jesus the glory. I was struck uh, by what some friends of mine said in that regard. Uh, they've been doing a three-month fitness programme during lockdown uh, and they said it was interesting to see uh, how many other people uh, have also started the programme after seeing uh, their amazing change into lean, mean fitness machines. Okay, that's not quite how they put it. Uh, but people saw a change uh, and my friends gave fitness guru Joe Wicks the glory. And so others got involved uh, and gave it a go. And wouldn't it be great if we spoke of Jesus uh, and his church like that? Uh, if we displayed his glory and the difference he makes in our lives? Uh, it reminds me of Peter and John in the book of Acts uh, saying we cannot help speaking of what we have seen and heard. This passage tells us that if we're trusting Jesus, then we've been made into a kingdom of priests uh, to point others to him, uh, not just on a Sunday, but every day with our words and our actions and our lives. Because Jesus is the lion and the lamb. Uh, he is our hero. Uh, he is worthy. He deserves our all. Let's pray. Worthy is the Lamb to receive honour and glory and blessing. Uh, Lord Jesus, we want to join in saying Amen to that. You are worthy. Please help us to give you the glory, uh, not just now, but every day of our lives. Uh, please show us where we need to change and help us to have a deep joy in the hope we have in you, uh, whatever life holds, for your glory. Amen.